Welcome to the Sooner Surge, a podcast from SurgeSportsNetwork.com. Here is the entire Sooner Surge team. Brody, Hunter, Jason, Jackson, Jeremy, and Traber. He tells it like it is, and I'm going to tell you like it is right now. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Sooner Surge. And this week, uh, it's been a busy week. Uh, had baseball, softball, uh, some basketball portal news. And then obviously the spring game is seven days away from the day we're recording this. So I guess we'll just start talking about the spring game. Uh, uh, Hunter, uh, what is the biggest thing you're going to watch for in next week's spring game? Uh, I mean, I think it's the thing that everyone should be watching for in Jackson Arnold. Uh, you know, every time there's a spring game, that's kind of the – next quarterback at Oklahoma's chance to introduce himself. Uh, in my article, I talked about like how Baker's first spring game in 2015, how he did well. Kyler in 2017, his first spring game at OU did really well, better than Baker actually. Uh, then you had Jalen Hurts, you had Spencer Rattler, which he didn't really get that same experience. And then Caleb Williams, which, you know, Dylan Gabriel last year had a really good performance, I would say. Uh, I would say it's one of his best performances during his time at OU. And now you got the five-star quarterback, Jackson Arnold, best quarterback in last year's class. And he should be seeing the field quite a bit as he's looking to be the second-string quarterback this year. Yeah, uh, for me, the biggest thing I'd say is watching the trenches, um, the offensive line and the defensive line, because that's where everything starts. The offensive line is going to be pretty interesting. You don't have Walter Rouse, who will start at probably left tackle. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what Caden Green can do uh, at left tackle. And then defensive line, I think that's a major, probably the biggest question mark on this team, uh, especially in the interior. So guys like Jonah Laulu, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they perform. Yeah, I'm, a couple of things I'm looking forward to on Saturday, uh, seeing in person is the gains that maybe they've made uh, in the strength and conditioning, uh, seeing what these guys' bodies look like. I'm excited for that. I'm also uh, the wide receiver position to me and the uh, defensive side, the cheetah, some of these guys that come in that have come in this year. I'm ready to see Canick, see what he's looking like. McCullough, just see what they do there. And the wide receivers, like I said, we already know what we're getting with some of those guys, so I don't. I don't even look – I don't even think Drake Stoops is going to be – he'll be out there, but I'd rather see some guys maybe that we don't know exactly what they can do out there on Saturday instead of some guys that we already know what they're going to offer us. Yeah. For, I mean, the question I have is the wide receiver room, you know, because we've heard lately in spring that Andrew Anthony starting to separate himself as wide receiver three. Uh, it'll be kind of interesting to see where Jaden Graham and – or no, where Jaden Gibson and – DJ Graham and end up in this rotation. And I think it's pretty from things we've heard that Anderson and Andrew Anthony right now are battling it out for wide receiver three. Um, I'm kind of interested just to see who maybe steps up in the spring game and shows they're worthy of that role. I don't know how much stock you can necessarily buy off of a spring game, even though us as Sooner fans do it every single year, but I don't really know if we're going to get a fair say of who's going to be wide receiver three coming week one. For me, for me, it's – I look at two guys in particular just because of, you know, their recruiting st status and, and how highly recruited they were, and that's P.J. Adabare and Peyton Bowen. Two five-star recruits that, I mean, let's just be honest, OU hasn't had a ton of five like five-star recruits on defense 
uh, in a while. Yeah. So, so just seeing five-star recruits on defense and what they look like, you know, it's not like a five-star coming in at receiver. It's a little different on that side of the ball. So that'd be interesting to see. Um, and also this one's kind of a, uh, kind of a weird one, but punter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're so used to Turk, man. And Turk's automatic. So I'm just kind of interested to see this other guy punt, you know, see, seeing what well, he's got and two guys probably. Yeah. Gonna... And, and same with, with kicker too. Um, but, uh, we'll just Schmidt. I, Schmidt's got kicker though. I, I yeah. don't know. Uh, I've Kevin Marshall. Been, oh, I think it's going to be the read. I ready. I, ready. I, yeah. That's I, what, so there's I, three guys. I think he's going to start. Isn't he, it doesn't have some sort of relation to like Teddy Lehman or something like that. Or, no, I don't know, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, another sort of connection. I know that. Yeah, another interesting thing. Uh, I'm wondering what you you guys think about this. That uh, I think we'll find this out when the rosters come out. Last year, Dylan Gabriel was the quarterback for both teams. Uh, do you guys think he will be the QB one for both teams this year? Or are they going to make no it way? Absolutely not. No. Yeah, I don't think they should do it that way, but I, it honestly wouldn't surprise they me. They only did much. that last year because he needed the reps. Yeah, I think they're going to try to get Jackson Arnold. Yeah. Well, and last good. year they also didn't have a second-string quarterback either. Yeah. Because, I mean, Bevel and Booty, even though, you know, they weren't, they weren't on campus hey. until – Hey, guys, fall. being there live, it's going to be – it. you're going to be able to tell when, when the ball comes out of Arnold's hands versus Arnold – I mean, versus Gabriel – it's going to be night and day difference, looks-wise, I think. I think it's going to be like when – there's going to be oohs and ahs when it comes out of Jackson Arnold's hands. I'm not saying he's the QB1. I'm just saying he's different, man. He's a game-changer when it comes to arm strength. Dylan Gabriel, from what I've seen on videos, uh, he does look stronger. Okay, His upper body looks stronger. He seems to be put in, putting in the work in the weight room. And one thing we haven't heard a lot about in, in Smitty's first year back, it was everyone was talking about that, right? The workouts, it's kind of been quiet on that side of it. I don't think mm -hmm. it's because they're taking anything off. I just think there was a huge change from the other guy to Schmidt. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't speak really of him, but okay. the other guy to Schmidt, and now it's like everyone knows what to expect, so we don't need to talk about the workouts anymore, but I saw a video guys, Nick Anderson, my yeah. goodness. He, who if would that be the guy on the field? Who would be the guy that you think's made the biggest physical changes? I, I would personally say Kobe McKenzie. That would be, it, that it'd, would be, be it'd be Kobe McKenzie or, or Jonah Laulu for me. Well, At, I mean, did Kobe McKenzie lose weight? Yeah, What's he he is, just, I mean, well, he looks, Kobe McKenzie. Savion Burt or no, Kobe McKenzie came in. He basically had his like, I almost want to call it like baby fat, maybe. I don't know if that's the right term to use, but he just didn't have a college developed body. He still had that's a exactly body. correct. And what and everyone, what he had to do this offseason was get physically ready. That's what he did. And there's been people saying like Kobe McKenzie's at times looked like the best linebacker on that team. So that's another thing to watch. And then Jeremy mentioned it with Jackson Arnold. I, I think it's gonna be interesting because I'm I think Jackson Arnold's gonna get he's gonna make an impact one way or another. And I I mean he has the athleticism. He's. I think there's no question. He's a better runner uh, than Dylan Gabriel. So I'm wondering but if they'll you won't see that at the spring game. Well, I'm wondering. Uh, if Gabriel Dylan, ran quite a bit last. Yeah, Gabriel year. did run quite a bit. I wonder if they put in a Chandler Morris esque 
package or a Kyler Murray-esque package for mm. Jackson Arnold because it would make sense to get him on the field every game, even if it's not. But I don't. I, I don't think Jackson Arnold is quite the athlete of Chandler Morris, but he definitely is a lot more athletic than Dylan Gabriel. I well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Maybe he's in the game right. I think he's quite an athlete. More so. Hey, hey and Jeremy. Go ahead, Hunter. Yeah, Jeremy mentioned uh, the throwing from the difference it will be from Jackson Arnold to Dylan Gabriel. I know Jay will not remember this because he was not there last year, but last year uh, there was very high winds, and this year it looks like there's going to be high winds as well. Mm-hmm. So we did see quite a few uh, balls sail from Gabriel last year. Are you calling me out for not being there? <laughs> That's what oh. it sounds like. You're calling me out for not being there. Well, did you remember the high wind? Hey, I was I there. Wasn't there. I I was there. Hunter was there. Jeremy. And hey, we were all there. Hey, one thing that is different though, and I know it's a minor thing, is the ball is spinning opposite direction out of Gabriel's hand than it is out of Arnold's uh, on the spiral. So, I mean, I know it's a minor that, thing. That whole thing is kind of interesting because Andrew Anthony says it doesn't really affect him. He says he likes it from a lefty with Gabriel. Yeah, Patterson. it's probably – I promise you it's coming in a lot softer from Dylan Gabriel. Yeah, that, that's that to me, though – yeah, but that to me, if you practice all year with the guy throwing to you, that, that shouldn't matter. No, I, I always thought it was maybe an issue last year when we saw receivers like Mims who never dropped passes all of a sudden dropping They practice out. all but the time. The is is the thing though D- Dylan Gabriel a lot of times because he's a left-handed quarterback he's going to scramble out to the left and if you're a right-handed wide receiver it makes it harder to to contort yourself to catch the ball quite a bit so I would say that's something yeah and these different. are these are all minor things Traber you didn't get to say something you're looking forward to maybe Saturday. I, I'm just really looking forward to seeing uh, Austin Stogner yeah Stogner yeah we'll be well we'll I mean, see I'll be interested. I wouldn't say they're going to play him a lot because he's the only tight end healthy. Well, I mean, they'll have well, to. Well, if he's the – Jackson, if he's the only yeah. tight end healthy, don't they got to play a tight end? They, they got to play him a lot. And what I'm interested to see with Stogner is how much they use him across the middle. I mean, he's six six. He's a big target. Just how much he's improved since the last time we saw him in Norman. Yeah. Weather looks pretty good for Saturday, other than high winds. I think it's not going to rain, right? Looks about low seventies. Yeah. No, it's low sixties. Well, no. well, I mean, who do you guys? So going into the spring game, do you guys maybe have a prediction about us? Who is your guys' defensive and offensive MVP for the game? Let's go ahead and give that. Hunter, you want to start? Crossport first. Oh, what? what was that, Brody? I'd have to see the rosters first. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I got one for you for, for offensive MVP uh, because I think this guy uh, is kind of under the radar because he's young. Is Caleb Hicks? See, for me, I have Gavin. Caleb Salchuk. Hicks is gonna. I think. I think Salchuk is gonna put him guys. We know Salchuk's that. Stuck, we know yeah. that Tawi Walker and Marcus Major will play out of their minds next. Yeah, Tawi Walker was great last year. He was. Great. He's gonna play out of his mind. I've hey, seen the well, we've heard him talk about more than we have Marcus Major from Demarco Murray. There's hey, not too much to talk about Marcus Major. My, the two guys I think that are MVPs, Nick Anderson, again, I. 
the video I footage I saw of that guy. I, he's a Greek god. Uh, his body is a he's a specimen. Hey, that Jeremy. dude has to have the rock. Second Jeremy. of all, on the defensive side, I'll tell you another guy who's just going to be – he's going to blow people's minds away on Saturday, Jared Canick. Hey, Jeremy. Yeah. I, I, before – I'm going to say my defensive, it's going to be Kobe McKenzie. But I want to ask you a question because you talk about Nick Anderson. And I remember last year you were all over the Nick Anderson hype too. How come he hasn't – we haven't really seen him. He was hurt. I know. He was hurt last year, dude. I agree with Jeremy. I'm just saying. Jay, like, if, you want me to get on, if, you want to, if you want me to go ballistic, you know what I'm going to start talking about, why Nick Anderson did not sh- get the ball much in that game. Because Dylan Gabriel didn't get the ball to anyone. Okay? Well, It also, didn't matter. Four wide receivers. It didn't matter who we threw out there. He wasn't getting the ball to people. Hey. <laughs> I think what's very interesting, I heard Kerry Murdoch on the radio this week, practice reports and stuff, and he was talking about Jalil Farouk. He thinks Jalil Farouk could be a number a first round pick. I would hundred percent agree with that. I think he'd be that's, a top I think he'd be impressive. A top, I mean I think he'd be a top five receiver in college football. We thought that and I talked about Farouk a lot last year, Jay, and you were just like, eh, he didn't have it all. He's not the deep threat on this team though. The deep threat, in my opinion, will be Andrew Anthony. Yeah, but no, Jaden Gibson, well, Gibson is a deep threat. Gibson's got to see the field first. I know, yeah, but but hey, what Murdoch was catch the ball. What Murdoch was saying though with Farouk is, you know, you have your guys like you know, you think about in the past, you have Hollywood Brown. He was a stretcher of the field. You had uh, maybe C.D. Lamb was more across the middle, physical guy. He thinks Jalil Farouk kind of has everything. He can go, he can stretch the field. He can run the short routes. He's kind of that you know Swiss Army knife to doing all. That's so, what we thought after his freshman year. Yeah, his freshman year he looked really promising. Last year was, I mean, it was still a solid year. It wasn't anything great, but he was definitely a guy when you looked at him after his freshman year. That guy's going to be a first round pick, second round after two more years in college. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to give a bold take right now. OU is not going to miss Marvin Mims. I'm flat out going to say it. They're not going to miss him at all. That's and wild. That's wild. What? That's wild. Why? He's a great playmaker. Is Jeremy, he a better playmaker than Farouk? I remember that right now. Jeremy, the not the not going to miss him part is a bit of a stretch, but I kind of like I get what you're saying. I know you agree with me, Brody. Yeah, like I, I get what you're saying when you're saying, I, and I think the wide receiver room will be better this year than it was last year. For sure, with Marvin Mims or not, and then I mean I think they certainly have the guys that can replace Marvin Mims and fill those shoes. It's just a matter of let me see it on the field first. I mean, because I know Nick Anderson physically looks ready. I know Andrew Anthony has the tools. I know Jalil Farouk can be a first round draft pick, but I need to see it first. And you know, I think people are underestimating what Drake Stoops is going to do this year. They're saying, well, we know what we're going to get from Stoops. I think this will be his best year by far. And I think he's uh, probably going to, you know, I think he'll probably lead the team in receiving touchdowns if I had to guess right now. Jackson, I got a hey, question. Well, I got a question. Wait, before before you ask it, Jay, just let me uh, make get this out here for you guys to ponder. We don't have to talk about it. But the reason that Jaden Gibson hype train was so much is the spring game last year. He took that post – he ran that post route, guys, and 
it was it was guarded by Joshua Eaton, okay? Not Walker. Oh. I didn't say hey, I didn't say who he was guarded by. I'm saying everyone who watched that play said, Oh my goodness, this guy. Okay? That's the reason the hype train was so much on him. He can stretch the field. There's no doubt about it. So anyway, yeah, I mean, know what you're gonna ask. My question was it was on receivers too, Jackson. What are your thoughts? And then maybe Hunter, I mean. Gavin Freeman, I mean, as a true freshman, he's, he did see the field. I mean, obviously scored the first touch he, he time he touched the ball. Do you think he's going to get you – know, obviously, I think he'll get a little more run than last year, but how much of a, how much of a uh, role will he play on this year's team? Well, I mean, I also think that through the first three games, we'll see a lot of guys rotated in and out and see who kind of performs the best in-game. And so I'm not sure we can necessarily say how much certain guys are going to see this much action right now because it kind of – they're still getting adjusted to Emmett Jones. They only have been with them for like three months now. It's not that long really. And, uh, and so – but I do think that Gavin Freeman will have an impact, and I actually do think he'll score – he will probably score a couple jet sweep touchdowns this year if I had to guess. Yeah, I agree with Jackson on that he'll have an impact. I think this year we are going to see a lot more rotation outside of just the first three games, like Jackson said, just throughout the entire year. And can kind of, I can see Freeman seeing the field a lot on times when someone like Stoops needs a breather and then him give him the opportunity to make a big play. Yeah, I think we'll see uh, Freeman as well. I think him and LV Bunkley Shelton will get work in the slot. But where it gets even more interesting. Uh, with the wide receivers is, you know, talking about the transfer portal. Brendan Thompson from Texas, I mean, there's certainly a chance. I think he has a good relationship with Emmett Jones. There's certainly a chance the Sooners look to add another uh, wide receiver in Brendan Thompson, and he's very, very fast. You never want to turn down a player with that much playmaking ability. He's track star. Right? Yes, track I mean, star. And he you played it, I don't know if you guys have watched Caden Durham run, but Brendan yeah. Thompson is faster than Caden Durham. Really? Yeah. Caden Durham runs a 10-4-4. Yeah, I think – didn't Brandon Thompson run like a – was it a 10-2-9 or something like that? Yeah, I'll look. It was hey, something ridiculous. He I, I heard he's faster than Salchuk. I, I, he'd play this year. He is, you, you, that speed sees the field one way or another, even if it's hey, a kicker. And, I was going right, to say, maybe something like we've talked about before. Get these guys on the field in other ways. You don't have to be receivers. What did he run, Hunter? Uh, Brennan Thompson ran a 10 2 4. Jeremy, you think that'll play? Ooh. That'll yeah. play. Hey, Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy, what did Gentry and Jaden run? Do you remember? Uh, they're in the tens. I mean, no one was 10 2 4, I promise you. That's but insane. you're also what, what's Brennan Thompson's size though? Because Jaden Rose, Jaden Rose, Brennan Thompson's dude. like 6 1. I think, I yeah, but he's not very thick. No, he still needs to fill out his frame. Jaden Rowe was running an unbelievable time, and he's a thick dude. And, hey, you, and you mentioned Jaden Rowe. He's back at safety now. Hey, That's a better spot for yeah. him. I agree. Hey, this is kind of – kind of we can almost maybe transition a little bit of this – the portal opened, right? And we've seen some dudes all over the country. Some I mean, Texas, Texas had two or three enter the first day. And then, obviously, the big news today we saw – you know, Bear, you know, he entered Bear Alexander, man. Money, money, money. I, I don't is there does that make any sense at all? No. Money talks. Money talks. He's a money projected talks. top ten pick at Georgia. They're gonna probably win their third consecutive national championship this year. It makes no sense. Like well, I, 
the I don't like them. at Georgia are guaranteed top 10 picks. Look at the past five years. They're all over the top. Yeah, 10. Jackson. Jackson, you said you said money talks. I, I understand. He's getting paid at Georgia, let's be honest. And yeah, also five million. Also, Jackson, playing at Georgia in that position, he's gonna probably be the top one or two pick. If he goes to USC or something and has a bad year, it's gonna but you it's gonna drop his draft stats. Well, also the thing is it doesn't make any sense why he would go to USC because they don't like defensive linemen that way more than two hundred. Who, exactly. who said USC? Like who, no, that's where are you? I, I think one of his guardians was at the spring game today. I saw on Twitter, but Jackson mentions it. They don't like their defensive linemen that big. I think he's two ninety five plus. So I don't know how that would work out. Maybe they put hey, a okay, so Benny Wiley program. You have to do a lot of yoga and cardio. But it doesn't it doesn't make sense too because if you're at Georgia, say you take. You, you transfer and go to USC, which or A and M or A and M. Say you're making Texas. say you're making ten million more now. If you stay at Georgia, you could be top ten pick and make way more than you'd make playing at Texas A. Exactly, it's beyond me. It, guys, it had to be. There's something else we don't know, and I don't want to jump to conclusions. Something else that we do not know either. And I, I, it could be every time. Every time. <laughs> well, explain it. <laughs> I, I can't explain it. Okay, Jeremy. I can't. Jeremy, you're wrong, but it's like, but it's like okay, like obviously, it's kind of Captain Obvious. Hey, oh, has this what, what happened to Jackson? What? Give me your Captain Obvious picks, then Captain Obvious. That there's obviously something he doesn't like about Georgia. There's something wrong. That's why he's entering the team. I was going to say, say the two things. Hey, dare I? I, think I think it's something to do with one of the coaches there. That that some kind of personality click, something was said, something where and he got irate and he's leaving, or there could be some bigger issues at Georgia. Culture. Some bigger, you know, with did, some other things I, that I, happened there. Line, you're probably the worst. Did did they hire a new defensive line coach, Georgia? Not hey, that I know of. I, I don't Hunter, know. what am I the worst at? You're like hey. You kind of like hit at a claim, and then you won't go into. He does anything. that all the time. Yeah, he does hey. it at school every day. No. Hey, all, let's be honest. It reminds though. me of something, but I can't tell you. Can't tell hey, you. That's different. Hey. That's not a claim. Sounds like Brandon Drummond. I don't have solid. Dude. I don't have solid evidence on this, so I can't really make hey. a claim about Georgia. But hey, the fact of the th- matter is, nobody knows what's going on about it. But dare I say? Is this you don't see it ever happen like this where a person that's playing at that profile of school and is that big of a player leave other than Caleb Williams leaving OU to go to USC? Jordan Addison, uh, Jordan Addison going to USC, he was the Blitnikov. Do you see a, 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 a pattern there going to USC? So I think this one, I mean, I don't it know why I do it. Things that have changed in college, it makes no sense though. To go. No, with, with players transferring now and recruiting, this a passed a new rule where players cannot take unlimited official visits. Which, you know? and I will start off by saying it is the most stupid thing the NCAA has done. One of them, the NCAA is a bunch of idiots, dude. What? Why do? Why do you say it's stupid? I just want your reason because, because I agree. But why do you say it's stupid? To affect so many schools because you look at a lot of these lower level schools, like for example, let's take Oklahoma State, okay. They're going to recruit these kids, and they're going to be able to take unlimited official visits. Oklahoma State, they don't have the most money for recruiting and stuff, so they can only host so many kids. 
And then they're going to host these kids, and it's almost like going to be a waste of time to host them. And the recruiting is going to hurt even more. And kids are now, for example, let's say you're a recruiter or something, and you want to go to Hawaii for fun, right? Well, you're not actually considering Hawaii, but if they want to pay for your official visit, you're getting a vacation paid for. Yeah, I mean, the, the the thing that really hurts the most are the are the the some a lot of the players that won't be able to fit in. It's almost like the uh, transfer portal, how it's hurt recruiting, and I, you're going to have players that that aren't going to get visits to schools because other players, right? That's where I think it's I kind of think it might hurt. I, I just don't understand how the NCAA can keep taking steps backwards. Like any time they make a rule change, it's it's never progressing. It's always taking ten steps back. It's why it needs a it needs a first of all it needs a commissioner. I mean that's first guys. Of all. I don't see too much of a problem with this rule change. <coughs> for who the schools or for the players? Both. Why you can only take one official visit to eat, to one school. So, but a school can only host 56 officials now. I know, but so what I'm saying, though, is you have players that are going to take a visit to every school because they can. Exactly. And then you're going to have players that aren't going to be able to take visits to that school because the school only has a certain amount of visits. They didn't change that. No. They changed, they changed it where the players could have ever many, but they didn't change it where the school can have as many visits as they want, right? That's the way I understood it. Yeah. I don't see much of a problem. You can still take unofficials. I yeah. think you can take unofficials. I don't think it's a good rule. I mean, yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting to see the spring game next week. Uh, we'll talk about it more uh, on our YouTube channel on Monday night. You can come in there, uh, have any questions for us, uh, want to talk some football, basketball, baseball, softball, whatever it is. Just uh, pop into our YouTube live. That'll be around 9, 10 p.m. on Monday night. So subscribe to the channel. Turn on the notifications so that you know uh, when that goes live. And, guys, in our Sooner Surge uh, text thread, we had some baseball know-it-alls. We got the diehard Oklahoma baseball fan sitting right here. He knows everything it is about it. So uh, Oklahoma baseball actually, you know, they lost their first two games against Texas Tech in a huge series. Uh, what is the biggest problem with this team, and why did they lose those two games? Because I know you watched all 18 innings of those – actually, all 19 hey, innings of those two I know, games. I know you and Hunter are trying to get on me because today I texted out. But listen, I, I don't watch every pitch. I don't watch – I don't in baseball. But I can tell you, and I, 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 I'd like for you to disagree with me if I'm wrong, but their pitching has not been good this year. Am I wrong? Open has not been good this year. Has, has their, not been good. Hunter, go look at their earned run average. Right now, what is it? Hey, plus, bullpen is pitching, guys. That's pitching. No, but no, the starting pitching has not been bad. Yeah, the starting pitching hasn't been the problem. Has the – Hunter, Hunter, answer this question then. Why are they struggling this year? What's your reason? I, I don't know. Pitching the, or hitting? I, I guess you could – both. Both. Jay, they're walking so many batters per game, and they're leaving. Which is pitching. It's most. Uh, Jay, let me talk. They also leave over ten runners on base every single game. Agree. I so agree. it's both. I agree. I just said their pitching was struggling this year, particularly the bullpen. I, I'm just saying, like, 
when you're playing these three game series, I mean, they lost so much last year, especially in the pitch. I mean, they lost a ton man. of arms, man. Yeah, just well, and Jay, Jay, I don't want to call you out, but I am going to call you out. You did the same thing with us on our text right about the Oklahoma City Thunder, too. You watched like three games all year and you act like you know it all. I, I never act like I know it all, but you know what? I can have an opinion about whatever I want to, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's free speech, buddy. So that's true. But you were uh, you you just basically were texting like you've watched every. I'm not going to claim that I have watched a lot of the baseball. I, I've been. I've only watched six of the games, and I said that. Yeah, and to me, there's a lot of issues. There, there, there's too many to count on one hand. There's a lot of issues with this team. One is. They have no timely hitting. From the games that I've followed, there's zero timely hitting. They don't hit well when runners are on base. Uh, they leave to- so many runners. They've improved that in the last couple of weeks. Uh, haven't left as many runners on base. That's one issue. The bullpen has been a major problem. And outside of that, the only other thing, in my opinion, it's been injuries. They've, they've missed guys. They haven't had their, their exact lineup they want maybe all year. True. So those three things combined are three major things. Those are not minor things. Okay. Timely hitting is not minor. It's a huge part of the game of baseball. Well, Dakota Bullpen Harris is a huge part of the game of the baseball. And then having your guys there, your dudes there is a big deal. So I think Skip Johnson, the cupboard's been not near as full as he wants it. Uh, and if you asked him, he would be disappointed in how uh, probably how they've not been able to manufacture runs, which is what OU has done. Last year, they manufactured runs. They had timely hitting. It's a lot like, you know, I'm a Royal fan, 2015 Royals, how they won games. That's what they did. Okay. Moving. And it's they're struggling doing that. And part of that is they don't have the guys. And when your bullpen is bad, as bad as OU's been, there's constant demand and pressure for, <laughs> one, the starters to deliver, and, two, when you get runners on base – there's added pressure. You have to score them even more so because you know your bullpen's about to allow runs. So I just think all those things culminate <laughs> into what's happened so far for the Sooners. Well, I actually they have certainly. a question, Hunter. Yeah. Oh, well, I was going to say, so OU, their, their mantra, motto is chaos, right? Are they have they had success creating havoc by stealing this year a lot? Or yes, has it not been? No. Um, they have, and then they've had games. K State was a perfect example a series that they were swept in. K State shut down every single opportunity. OU's been one of the most aggressive base running teams in the country the past two years, if not the most aggressive base running team. And like against K State, anytime they tried to stretch a a single and of moving the runner from first to third, they're thrown out, throw out, steal in second, all that stuff. So they've had decent success this year. Uh, I have the stats right in front of me. So stolen bases, like as a team, we've stolen 70. That's pretty good. Uh, it's just uh, Reggie Willis, uh, who makes the lineup daily, is a hitting coach, former. Uh, Sooner, former big leaguer, played for the Yankees. He's been moving the lineup around pretty much every single day as of right now, trying to figure out something. We've seen Kendall Pettis go from nine hole to at 1.3. Uh, today he was fourth in the lineup. 
trying to figure out how to prevent the runners left on. And today, really, that was not the issue. They only left two runners on base, uh, but they only recorded five hits as a team. Uh, can't do that to win against – you're playing a top 20 team in the country in Texas Tech. And it's starting to get to the point – I like the Braden Carmichael – is now in the weekend rotation. He's going to pitch tomorrow because the only midweek that matters from here on out, I got the schedule behind me, is Oklahoma State this week. Other than that, it's all non-conference games. Those games mean absolutely nothing at this point because OU's sitting at 18 and 18 right now, 3 and 8 in conference play. You have to finish in the top 8 to make it to Arlington for the big yeah, one and a half games back of Baylor, who's an eighth. Yeah. So, and Baylor has every tiebreaker needed because they won the series two to one. Uh, it's we're at the point where the only chance though you can make the tournament is if they win the big 12 tournament. That's it. They yeah. will not make the postseason unless they can. Again, last year we were in the same position, the same position. The biggest difference is, that team had three MLB draft picks in the starting weekend rotation, and the entire bullpen was drafted in the draft as well. So, And we don't have that. We have – yeah, I think the three guys are going to get drafted. I, I really think they will. Braxton Doth, it's a really good pitcher. His only issue has been walks. He gets his pitch count up. And last week against Baylor, he was only able to go four innings because he threw 83 pitches. In four innings, he had like six walks. That's his only issue. He's not allowing – now, today was a outlier kind well, of performance. And some of that wasn't on him. Uh, yeah. There was an error in left field when yeah, he had the Rocco, uh, great freshman, Rocco Garza-Gangora. It's just in left field. I, I don't know what the problem is. He, he was always solid at first base. I think that's where they need to leave him if they're going to put him in the field. Uh, now you have Dakota Harris back. So that moves McKenzie back to first. Kendall Pettis needs to be in the outfield every day. Unless there's an injury going on, which he had. He had like a spider bite that kept him out of a few games a while back. Uh, you have to keep him in the field. He Look at him last year. He was part of the reason we made it to Omaha because of his defensive plays. He made the catch into the uh, bullpen, all that stuff. Uh, you got to keep guys like that in the field because right now, especially with the bullpen, they're giving up hits. You have to have the three best outfielders you can possibly have in the field at all times. Uh, it's just hopefully they can figure out how to not leave so many runners on base. And Jackson Nicholas, three-run bomb today. He's the streakiest hitter on the team. When he gets hot, he is soaring hot. Uh, hopefully that can continue. It's just you got to start winning these games. You don't need a sweep. You you need you to win. win you got to avoid the sweep. You just need to win two, which they're not doing this weekend. You need to beat Oklahoma State, which I don't know who's going to pitch in that because uh, Will Carson came out of the pen today. Will Davis he came out of the pen today. Yeah, well, how many pitches did he have? He looked pretty solid. Out of he the had pen nine day. pitches. Yeah. So he, maybe they they put him up against his four. I don't. I don't think he will start. I'll be shocked. If you know, no, he won't start. Gray think, Harrison? Yeah, I, I think it's a Gray Harrison type of game. Uh, how many pitches did Carson have? Carson had 45, so that's a decent amount. We probably won't see him as a starter for that game. Well, and you talked about it last year. They're in pretty much the same position. They got hot. 
You mentioned Jackson Nicholas is streaky. They need him along with his two fellow sophomores and John Spikerman and Wallace Clark to get hot. I, I think there's no doubt in my mind they certainly have the bats to make a run this year and get to the postseason. But, again, it comes down to the bullpen. They need a Kale Davis to step up. They need just a, a bunch of different people to step up out of the bullpen, which I think would really help That's us. The biggest thing is regardless if the offense gets hot right now, your pitchers are going to have to go seven innings every single game. Mm-hmm. You can only have two innings out of the bullpen with the spoiler. Well, because at times they're great. Carter Campbell is probably the best guy out of the pen, but he's also struggled really bad at times. There's been many times where he gets lit up. It's just uh, – and Skip, one thing that I have not liked this year with him is he's trying to do the kind of the tough love thing with these pitchers on letting them work their way out of it. They These guys – they're just you can't do that. That's costing games. You gotta when they're starting to give up hits, you gotta pull them. There's no three batter minimal. Gotta get them out of there. Well, and talking about pitching, I mean, kind of transfer over this. I was, I, you know, I brought up how bad the pitching I think's been, but you know, the softball team pitching, it's a totally different animal. I mean, softball, it's just that's a machine. I mean, we had the thing. I know Jeremy. We talked about it the other day, and I said that. I do think they are going to lose another game. You said no way, I believe. But I think they will have one more loss probably. But this team, if they don't win the national championship, I think everybody will be disappointed. I mean, they're just so good and so much yeah. better than everything else. Yeah, and it's just like I know that I talked about this with Jeremy a couple episodes ago whenever we did the softball was that the one concern I had was that Jordy Ball, she was struggling, but now Jordy Ball isn't struggling. She dropped her ERA from 2.6 to, like, I think it's 1.2-something now. I mean, you talk – Jordy Ball right now is the hottest pitcher in the country. Um, she really can be hit. We saw against LSU on national television. She threw 140 pitches, I believe, 130. Absolutely dominated them. And, really, they haven't even had to use Starocco lately at, at all. So, they're kind of just saving her for the postseason, it seems like, at this point. I mean, point. She, went, she went three and a third today, and then Kirsten Deal, the lefty uh, freshman, came on and uh, looked good in relief. Yeah, they're, they got Dude, three studs. Three studs on the mound. They got yeah. the bats. They're so deep. They've got so many girls. They're unreal, just about as unreal as the women's gymnastics program there. Yeah, speaking of, like, I mean, the women's gymnastics team and the women's basketball team, they got transferred from Oklahoma State. I don't know if you guys saw that. Lexi Keys is her name. I mean, yeah, I saw that. how often does Oklahoma get transferred from Oklahoma State? I mean, you um, think that you Football, think, Trace Ford. Baseball. Yeah, Trace Ford, Kale Davis. I think there was one other football player that may have transferred. Well, what the women's gymnastics team has done, it's six out of nine. Yeah, six out of nine. That's that's a dynasty. And, you know, they went back to back. Softball could go back to back to back. I mean, they're just kind of dominating. The men's team tonight, I think, finished fourth in gymnastics. Kind of dominating? They are dominating. I, I did say dominating. He said kind, you said kind of. of. Oh, you're grammatically – I know you're an English teacher and you have to point out every little thing. But, yeah, I did. Well, actually, I, must... I haven't pointed out everything. I could point out a lot more. But speaking of the transfer portal – where OU's not getting anyone is the place they never get anyone. It's and Jeremy, this is not the time to session begin. Hey, okay, wait, here we go. No, wait, before we start, before we start with this basketball stuff, all right? I, I mean, 
me and Brody are here together tonight. Brody and I. What? Yeah, Brody, Brody and I. I. That's fair. I know what that. He said you said me and Brody. You're supposed to say Brody and I. What, All right. Oh, never mind. Wait. Never before, mind. Before we get into it, real quick, uh, we talked about baseball and softball. If you don't watch every baseball game, you don't watch all the softball games. Go to Surge Sports Network, and you can uh, find game recaps, uh, series recaps, whatever it may be, with uh, all kinds of Oklahoma sports. We got everything on the site: football, softball, uh, basketball, baseball, and then we also got other things like the. Uh, all kinds of different sports, all kinds of different teams. Uh, and then make sure you go check out our YouTube. We've been having different videos on there. Jeremy uh, and Braden recently talked about the softball weekend. Hunter and I have talked about uh, baseball a couple times. And then Jackson and Jason are doing all kinds of different football content. So, again, if you haven't, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe, turn on the notifications. Like I said earlier, we will be going live on Monday night. Uh, hop in there, comment. And, uh, yeah, so talking about basketball – with the transfer portal, this has been a very big weekend for Oklahoma. Despite what the uh, Auburn fans on Twitter might tell you, they had a big-time recruit, Johan Traore, who is the former five-star, coming in this year predict, predicted to be a uh, NBA draft pick. Uh, he's like 6'10", very, very uh, athletic, which will help this team. They've had him in town. Javon Small, he's been in town. That you one act is a like hey, – Wait, you act like – you said which will help this team. He's not a Sooner. Yeah, they let are. Me, let me continue to talk here because I've been told which could help this team. And, and, let, and let me continue to talk, Jeremy. I really like Oklahoma's chances with Yon Traor. I think you may see a commitment in the next week. It's between Oklahoma and UC Santa Barbara. He was in Oklahoma this week for a visit, has a great relationship with Sooner star point guard Milos Yuzan. And then you have Javon Small, who that's going to be an Oklahoma Oklahoma State battle. He's currently visiting Oklahoma, will visit Oklahoma State later this week on Sunday and Monday. J.B. on McCollum visited last weekend. He's the electric guard uh, from Siena. Very, very good sophomore. Uh, he'll be a junior next year. He's visiting Nebraska this week. That's going to be between Oklahoma and Nebraska. You can expect a decision from both Small and McCollum. And then Jonathan Hugley from Pitt. This is a guy who averaged 14 points uh, and seven rebounds. Not last year, but the year before. Last year, he struggled with injury. Didn't really get it to click hit the portal, but he's very good. He's like 6'10". I'd kind of compare him to an Eddie Lampkin. He's athletic. Can't really shoot from three, Eddie but he's Lampkin very good in the post. So bad. Um, okay, you say what you want about him. But, he's uh, not athletic. Hugley is between I Oklahoma. Hugley. Is that Hugley or Hugley? Hugley. It's between – It's between. okay, it's between Oklahoma no and correction, Virginia. And then West Virginia, the thing that's interesting about that, he's scheduled to visit West Virginia uh, in the next two weeks. I don't actually think he'll visit West Virginia. I'd expect him to commit to Oklahoma pretty soon because West Virginia is in contact with one of the best big men in the portal, Jesse Edwards from Syracuse. So I get Jeremy down there. He's despite what hey, you did, big weekend for Oklahoma basketball in the portal. Did you guys hey, notice Brody. what I noticed from all those names, Jeremy? Well, I know they all have one say. thing one in is, common. They're not very big time players. They no, they're running away from Norman as fast as they can get away from Porter Moser. None of them are coming to OU. Hey, I just don't know how Brody can how Brody can continually say I expect him to be a sooner. Listen, Brody, let's say let's just say they land three yeah. of those guys. They still don't have a full roster. Huh? How yeah, many yeah, you get more guys on the transfer? They land all four of all four, they will have two more open roster spots. They're not going to land all four. You're not. I, I so do they're going to have a lot of open roster spots, Brody. 
The yeah, only guy in you got you got to get more guys. Okay. Out of that group will be Javon Small. I think we'll go to hey. Oklahoma State. Huh? The only guy Nobody. I think that they won't get will be the small kid from East Carolina. Hey, well, that depends. I think you get one of Small or McCollum right now. I what, what's the, guy question, that, the guy that you said at the beginning, Treore. Treore. You say he's going to be an NBA guy, and yeah. you said it's between us and UC Santa Barbara. Yeah. That's sad. Okay. He's, he's also been used, no, Brody, no, no, no. UC Santa Barbara's no pursuing the harder besides us. He's reached out to by Michigan, uh, Tennessee, all kinds of different teams. But he's going to go to OU or UC Santa Barbara. And I'll tell you right now, OU is a great Brody. relationship with my. We has a great relationship with my Louisiana, and from what I've been told, Yohan Traore wants to go somewhere where he can be the guy. UC Santa Barbara wants him to be the guy. Oklahoma wants him to be the guy alongside former no. high school. Brody, he can't be the guy at OU. Why? Porter Moser doesn't have a guy in his system. They don't oh, play my. that. Kind of so that's system. why he's going to come in and be the guy. <clears throat> hey, where's Dickinson? Where's the guy from Michigan going probably? Kansas. So my point is big-time players go to big-time universities. And this is a big-time player. Hey, and we, he's going to go to like five-star hey, First off, Jeremy, okay. I got some questions for you and Hunter here. Because Great. especially you, Jeremy. I'm not um, scared. I, I'm not saying you're scared. Uh, I'm going to state facts. Ask him. You know, I know we had our arguments the whole season about guys like B. John Cortez, Nolan, uh, Bamisil for sure. Yeah. And who, 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 who was the other one? There was one more. Oh, maybe that was it. Tanner Grove. Where did they all transfer to? Lower level schools. They were all lower major. level schools. They all yeah. went to the A10, except for Benny's not in the A10. They A-10. went to mid majors. You're so funny. I'm asking. I'm at. I'm listen. Let me finish. Oh, my you're question. telling me that Porter Moser likes to get an A10 talent. No, let me let me finish my thing. Is so those guys there would they have been better off with those guys staying? You think, or better off yes. going to the portal? You think they'd be better, better off, off with them staying? You'd be better off with B. John Cortez or your starting shooting guard. Shooting guard. That's what you yes. wanted. Okay, go ahead. B. John well, Cortez is mean, a pretty good player compared to not a starting shooting guard in the Big hey. Twelve, but. So compared to what we currently have, which is not going to have a team, yeah, it's a lot better if these guys would have stayed. We're, hey, we have to land someone in the portal first. You can that's say that's what we're, we're doing. We're going this weekend, to bring in Brody. Brody, who recruited Cortez? Play for Moser, Lon Kruger. Okay, when, when he was highly recruited, highly recruited out of Oklahoma, he wasn't highly. Recruited. I think he's a good player, Jeremy. I really do. Brody, look it up. He was a high recruit in the state of Oklahoma. What One of the top five guys. Yeah, he was three star. He's on Cortez. Three star, highly recruited. He, he's in the state player. of Oklahoma. He was a top five guy, dude. Know your basketball. Yeah, yeah but look star. who else was hey, in that class, dude. He's he's a good player, dude. I, I'm not. I'm not. He's not. In, but he's hey, not bro, a shooting guard in the Big Twelve. Would B. John Cortez start at any school in the Big Twelve? No. That's your answer. Hold on. Well, kids in the state of Oklahoma. Brody, since you followed the recruiting, does Oklahoma have a chance to land Castillo on Tuesday? No, he's, he's going to K-State. State. Traber follows his com- his recruiting. He's committing when? When's he committing? Uh, Tuesday. He's yeah, going K-State. to K-State. Hey, but all I'm saying is this. Your biggest complaint, Hunter, Jackson, and, and Jeremy, all year was like, oh, you, with Porter Mosey, they're never going to get to the next level. Guys, they weren't going to get to the next level with – what they had were they? No. Who recruited? I, never said, that okay. I said I was always going to wait till year three. 
Okay, so if I complained about the same issues, okay, I agree. If, if nothing improves this year, are you guys still going to defend Moser? No, listen, Hunter, I've said it before. Yeah. This but is his he year. Has a, he no. has a whole opportunity now to build him this team that he desperately needs because apparently these guys, we've Jeremy said it before, they can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Because that's what you guys make these players seem like. That's not and true. Now that they're all gone. Well, that's now Jalen Hill is going to be at Kansas. So, Jeremy, you want to know why Jalen Hill is going to be at Kansas? Because he got offered fifty plus. But uh, 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 Brody, do they offer a guy fifty thousand uh, if he's not any good? Jeremy, you said that we no. Ran Brody, it. answer the question. Would no, Kansas he's a good player. If he was bad, but Jeremy, you said on our last podcast that Porter Moser ran Jalen Hill off. That is one of the reasons. He's and that is exactly the complete opposite of what happened. If Long Kruger, any head coach, was at Oklahoma with the NIL that, that is in place at Oklahoma, Jalen Hill would be doing the same thing he's doing. They can't even get well, Hey, that's, that Jalen Hill thing, though, I'm confused on it because I could have swore we saw Jalen Hill driving around in a forerunner when yeah. we were at the game. I'm pretty sure that was Jalen Hill leaving the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, I don't hey, know about Jackson, what that thing that was said, but Jackson all said I know is Brody. Where I'm going to name some guys, Brody. Because money does talk. Hey, Jay, if he's leaving, because NIL. Yeah, that's Porter Moses' fault. Yeah, bad NIL. We we oh saw. Oh my gosh, we Porter saw Moses him. can't pay the players out of his pocket, dude. Then say, but he could build the NIL. Jay, how? Yeah, tell me. Venables is. Oh, yeah, Hunter. The team is donors, the basketball team. You know how we saw him driving around? Here we go. Because we were at the game. Hey, 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 Brody. Wait, Brody, wait. Me, hold I'm on. I'm some names for you, Brody. Yeah. I want to name some names for you. Name them. Is it true that Jay's trying to get out of going to the spring game again no. this year? No, hey, Trades, help me out here. But I'm going to name some out names for you. Wait, Jeremy, we're listening. Uh, Tanner Groves. Who, who recruited him? Moser. <laughs> Jacob Groves? Moser. Alston? Kruger. You mean no? It was late. It was a late. Okay. Supposed to be a stud, y'all said. Actually, you're doing pretty good. Where's that? Bamisil? Moser. Okay. Cortez? Moser. No, Cortez was a. No, Nolan? Kruger. Kruger. Okay. And yet, every guy I've mentioned, and there's more, Jalen Hill. Every leave guy out, go ahead and leave out. Go ahead and leave out Milos using Otego away, Caden Cooper, and Jacob Cole, the four straight top 100 players he signed. Go ahead and leave. I haven't. Out. I have not seen Jacob Cole or Caden Cooper on campus yet. Have you? Right, top 100. It's great. Top 100, top 100 recruiting talks. Brody was Benny Schroeder top? Huh? No, Benny Schroeder no. wasn't a top 100 recruit. Brody, you act like Vinny Schroeder was going to be great. He has potential. He has a very high Why do you leave? I just don't like how you're naming players, but you just leave out the ones that Moser hit on. You yeah, can't like, – Milo's using no, an extremely I, good find. Brody, you interrupted me. I haven't even finished. My point is all the guys I said are gone, right? Yeah. Why? Why? Because they're not they're not players at Oklahoma. Tanner Groves ran out of eligibility. Joe Bamisil, I don't know what the case was, but it didn't hey. work out. Who else? Joe Bamisil was at a small what university. Why did he go get him then? Huh? Why did he go get Bamisil? Huh? I he don't know. Bamisil could have worked out. But I talked about it in my uh, article when I recapped the whole season. Missile, dude. His shot had less arc than Draymond Green's. I, I talked get, about it when he I, shot 40% and at 
the school he was previously. From Different three level of play. I talked about it in the article I wrote after it's, the season ended. Shooting has about. nothing to do with level of play. It really does. Not shooting. Boy, Mojo Gibson experienced that. What do you say? Hey, how did your how did he do the three? How did he do the three point shootout? Oh, by the way, Grant Sheriffold's another one. Anyway. How did how did well, he? Th- that's my point. I talked about it. In the he was not that bad of a player, dude. I talked about it. Moser has gotten Jordan Goldwire, Grant Sherfield, Tanner Groves, but he hasn't hit on any of them. That's the problem right now. You're getting guys out of the portal. You're just not hitting on them. Hey, Joe why is this year going to be different, Brody? Huh? Why is well, this year? I don't gonna know. Be he has to hit on the portal guys. That's what. Who's the best happen. portal guy he's gotten? Jordan Goldwire. Yes. I you think don't the two guys I would say no. that Moser has hit on out of the portal is Sam Godwin and Ethan Shagwar. No, I'd say Jordan Goldwire. Where was Jordan Goldwire from? Dude, we why can't we go get big time players? We're getting a big time player. Five Who? star. Who? Five star from Auburn. I, I'm Who? not too aware. I just read uh Twitter replies and I I heard on Twitter that he's not any good. Well, those Auburn I, fans are those Auburn fans have been in my replies all yeah, day long. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. Hey, it tells me something when a player leaves your school and you're in the replies of it. Yeah. There, there was that one guy, 2.9 points per game, said it about 30 times. Said it about 30 times when it just went over his head that they had. I mean, he's talking to me. He's like, you clearly haven't watched basketball. Have you not watched any games? He would not be what you Exactly right he hasn't. But we've had a bunch of slow guys. Unathletic. You're well, also, people said that you, that you compared him to Trey Young, which is not true. And I never. I said in the tweet he'd be the All biggest right. recruiting win since. since, And that's true because Oklahoma hasn't landed a five-star since Trey Young. Jeremy, Hunter, he, Porter Moser has to make the tournament this year. He's fired, I think. Okay? Well, yeah. So, regardless, he's got to hit on these transfer guys. And, but I, what I think is funny is you always mention the guys that leave – but y'all never mentioned the two best players on the team by the end of the last year were o- Otega away and Milo Suzon, were they not? Uzan yeah, for won sure. five games. But both of Uzan those guys. Sure was, Jay. I agree both with Uzan. Jay, both of them were playing really good at the end of the year. Why? I just why think sometimes you think about – why do you always think about the guys that leave and not about the guys that stuck around? Maybe they like Porter Moser. Two guys did. So they two out of the nine. What? Two out of the nine. Well, he, he recruited him. That's the difference, Jeremy. When, Jay, when he, he recruited Benny Schroeder, didn't he? Okay, maybe he, one or two, but the rest of them he didn't. Moser. That was mostly uh, – what's his name? David Patrick. Who was it, but there's my point, Brody and Jay. There's all, You always have an excuse. I don't have. I don't excuse. have an excuse for Joe Bama, so I don't have an excuse for why Grant. Well, they, Jay, they didn't recruit. Um, uh, Moser didn't recruit Uzan. Why did Max A miss Levo? Are you? Hey, wait, Jay. They Fine, didn't answer the question. No, they didn't recruit. Answer the question. Because his coach left. Yeah, because his coach left. So he, it's a different coach he'd be playing for. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what's the difference between Nolan and Cortez and all these guys? Well, they, they played stuck them around with them, and yeah, then now they, they didn't sign to play for him. The difference between Joshua and didn't like him. Oklahoma football. Than CJ Nolan leaving Oklahoma basketball. What's the difference in who? Joshua Eaton leaving Oklahoma football and CJ Nolan leaving Oklahoma basketball. Joshua Eaton? Yeah. 
Where? Why is Joshua Eaton the comparison? You know why? Because he, he was signed to play under a different staff, stuck around a year under BV, and then transferred. What's the difference? Oh, so were a lot of other guys, too. Yeah. And what's the difference? Well, one difference is Eaton never played a down. Yeah, but you didn't what say this. Wait, David Aguebu. You didn't say this when he left. You didn't say, I can't, but it must be Venables. Must be Venables. Yeah, <laughs> must be Venables, huh? I mean, yeah. guys, we're complaining about them losing a bunch of players. Who Jason really and Brody, you guys are the biggest ridiculous people comparing, I, making that comparison. Here's why. The David Aguebu saw the writing on the wall. He wasn't going to play. C.J. Nolan was a starter, bro. C.J. Cortez saw the writing on the wall. C.J. Nolan was not going to start next year. I would put $1,000. He would not start. Theo Weiss started for Oklahoma football. He transferred. Theo no, Weiss actually had a very – was a five-star talent. I, I don't understand. The reason why Theo Weiss was not near as good was because he kept on having this – All I'm All I'm saying is the transfer portal has changed the game on basketball and football. If people aren't happy, they can yes. leave. Okay, What's but wrong with that? I don't understand why you guys are like all writing this up like, oh, he's already hitting the portal and he's already – he hasn't. That's the truth. That's why we're upset. I didn't say that. almost the entire team left and currently – we have no one to replace them. So you can't say that, oh, these – guess what? Bad players are better than no players. No, that's why this week was a big week. We'll see. If he doesn't hit, then, yeah, they're in trouble. I agree, Hunter. I, I just want to see him land a guy. I mean, this he, – we're on a downward trajectory with Moser. We're going to win three games next year. In oh, my gosh, Hunter. Wait, you you are unbelievable, dude. Okay. You are absolute, you're I'll the most unbelievable. Hey, hey, Jay, I'll still watch them when they suck. I will. Will you? Will you? Did you watch him another night? Do you watch him at the end of the year last year? Who? Yeah. Did you? Who? Yeah. Did you? Did you? Are you a Thunder fan, Hunter? Yeah. Did you watch him another night in the playoff game? Uh, when I got off work, yeah. All of it. When I got off work, yeah. What? Jay, I don't understand your comparison on anything. Jay, I wish my job allowed me to just not have to do okay, my job. This I man has been gone all week. I've worked about, hey, how many hours did you work this week, Hunter? Uh, 13. Try 75, okay? Well, hey. I've been working, so. Hey. I, I also well, spent a half of my day in the ER. I also, you know, wait, really? go to school every day, all that stuff. Yeah, that's so. true. I, hey. I, I guess I could account for 75 Dude, hours. No, last like three weeks <laughs> I've gone to school and worked 15 hours, okay? Hey, regardless of all this, Porter, Moser, and Brody, you won't admit it because you never can. The, the fact that you keep saying I expect things, just admit he's done nothing this over the portal yet. He hasn't except bring good guy, or bring pretty solid players in for visits. He hasn't landed them yet, which it, you can bring them in for visits. It doesn't matter if you don't land them. So that's what Just it tell to. me why the Treyor guy would go to OU. Tell me why. One reason. Because of Uzan. Uzan. Yeah, that's, that's the, the whole reason. Even though he's not – even though if he's an NBA guy, he would get tons of money to go somewhere else. Huh? He would get tons of money to go somewhere else, correct? He wants to go be the guy. He wants to, like – be one of the top guys. That's how he develops himself. If you're an <laughs> NBA guy, you would be the guy in college. Well, look at that face. Draft. Look at that face he gave. Go hey. look at the draft. There's not 89, 100, 200 guys being drafted. There's like 58. Hey, before, before we get off here, though, I got a question for Jeremy. When was, the last, when was the last time you went to Chick-fil-A? 
I went to Chick-fil-A. Yeah, they, you ate Chick-fil-A. I don't know. The reason I ask is I've boycotted it, okay? And no, I have to – Jeremy, <laughs> I don't know how you can afford it. That place is unreal. James, everywhere. you should be able to afford it. You're working 75 hours a week. I'm salary, buddy. Hey, hey, Jay, everywhere's expensive. Have you looked around? Okay, but how how much do you think a a, a not a bowl of soup, a cup, cup? I've of soup. already heard this story. It's just like five bucks. Like three weeks. Cup of Listen, story hey, it's not like it came out of nowhere. There's Jeremy, a thing on I the menu. That's the price. It has it has three numbers, and it's under the food item. You look and you read it. Not complaining after. Yeah, cup he, of soup. He just buys it and then looks at the no. receipt after he buys Seven it. <laughs> cup of soup and a frosted lemonade. There yeah, is no reason like that should be twelve fifty. It is in in twenty twenty three. It is Jay. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Chick fil A's got to be the most overrated chicken restaurant I've ever heard, seen in my life. Here we go again. This is always Dude, weird. What chicken is Kenny's better? No. Well. It's midnight, so we they're not even yeah, open. No. All right, all right. I've Sunday. something to say. Over the last few weeks, I have eaten Chick-fil-A and Canes, okay? I finally did the comparison. I used to like Canes more, but I cannot say that Chick-fil-A is way better. Like, See, I, I feel the same way. Canes is, Canes is really close to Chick-fil-A, in my opinion. Canes just is kind of Canes rude. Is well, James, not go to McDonald's anymore. I don't ever eat McDonald's. I don't really like feathers on my chicken, so I don't go there. Well, I, I'm not asking if you eat chicken from there, but like, do you go to McDonald's? You do. I'll eat a burger every once in a while. He goes to Sonic. I, I can't believe you go there because it's so expensive. Uh, Hunter, do you know how much hey, a burger is? Hey. Yeah, fifty-seven. Yeah, because no, it is not. Yeah, Hunter, this Every is week? what this is what you don't know. Anytime I ask him, "What'd you eat for lunch today?" It's either Sonic Junior bacon burger or whatever. I've or, never <laughs> eaten Sonic ever <laughs> in my Sonic life. Sonic Junior burger or McDonald's Junior burger. Wait, Jay, Jay, Jay I want to know what burger. Jay, what? Jay, hold on, hold on. I have a question. Do you ever get a frosty from from Wendy's? I haven't had a frosty in years. Why? What I was gonna say, the best thing to do is to dip your French fries in a frosty. It's so good. I've heard it's good, but hey, McDonald's burger is a dollar fifty-seven here. Where? That's just Where? a regular hey, burger. Hunter, it's because he doesn't get anything with it. He just gets no, the but like I, I get a cheeseburger now. I'm gonna call him right now. I'm gonna order basic, right now. the basic cheeseburger, <laughs> and not only has it went up in price. I'm calling him right now. We're going to find it's out. Three bites. So if you have a burger for a buck fifty, it's probably a one bite burger. Wait, we're calling McDonald's. What is the order? Oh crap! Jay will chicken out just like in the spring game. A cheeseburger plain. How much is a cheeseburger? All right, y'all be quiet. It's not a dollar fifty. He won't say anything. Mute your mic. Yeah, how late are y'all open tonight? I'll open it to one. To one, okay. And it's like on the just a regular burger. How much is just a regular hamburger? Do you have it? Uh, it's a regular hamburger. It's going to be uh, the hamburger is going to be about one forty nine before tax. Okay, perfect. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. What did he say? One forty nine. Dude, how so much Jay. does so it cost Jay. here? Should I? I, I promise you. Here, Jay. 
It's the same price there, bro. Yeah, it you don't is. live in Germany. Three bucks. Good gosh. You live Yay. in state over. Jay, how do you go to McDonald's and not like get fries or a drink? <laughs> Was that the question? Like that? I get a no. burger because I don't want I don't want to spend 12 bucks. I get a dollar six fifty-seven burger. So you hey, get Jay. one burger and that fills hey. you up. You know, don't eat critical, Jay. Hey, Hunter, I usually don't even eat lunch. That's once a week I'll get that. Hey, Jay, are you listening? You know why you're hypocritical? If you get a burger and you get like a McFreeze and something else, it might be 12 bucks. So next time you go to Chick fil A, don't get a frosted lemonade, dude. Just get a a two strip kids meal. Lemonade. Yeah, get their the kids' meals are seven dollars. Jeremy, is, what is just a get a two strip by itself? It's Jeremy. Three what is a McFreeze? Hey, I've never heard Jay, of it. What's your order at What? What's your order at Chick Fil A, Jeremy? I always just get a five count kids' meal, so I can get a free How ice cream. How many times a week do you actually make the order, or do you just walk in there and they already know what you want? I order it every time. <laughs> no, so, can you no, get a kids' meal at your age? In the drive-thru, sometimes we'll go there and they'll just start saying his name. They'll be like, sup, Jeremy? But they, I still order, so I don't care. Do they, they give you a kid's meal at your age? Usual sometimes. You're yelling, dude. Do they give you a kid's meal at your age, Jeremy? Yes. They give you one when you order it. Dude, don't you order, like, from Sonic, Jay, like a junior? All I know is we... All I know is we got a good restaurant here, fast food now. Culver's, baby. Y'all oh, we love Culver's. Culver's is so good. Culver's. We what? love Culver's. Every time we go to Missouri, we go there. Butterburger. A good place. And that's, to 30, and that's way more expensive than McDonald's. So, Jay. Well, than McDonald's, yeah. Jay. Yeah. Jay, do you want to know how expensive Charlie's chicken is, dude? For seven chicken chunks and two sides with no drink, it's $17 at our restaurant. Dang. Jay doesn't understand inflation. Hey, hey where are we going to eat next guys. week in Norman then? Rudy's. We'll figure it out. You guys drop some comments know. on where we should eat in Norman next week. What? I kind of want to go somewhere that's not Rudy's. Like, that's where we go every single time. Drop it in the comments, guys. Some local place in Norman. Fast food. It's got to be fast food. Fast food. Yeah, well. Why? <laughs> Why does it have to be fast food, Jay? Why? I'm not going to go. Hey, you know what's crazy? Is my one of my favorite restaurants to go to is Chipotle. Chipotle is cheaper than Chick Fil A. That's unreal. Fresh <laughs> ingredients, right, huge. All right. Hey, Jeremy, have you ever gotten a bowl of Chipotle? Hold on. How do you know that Chipotle is always fresh, Jay? It's what I want to know. How do you always know? I get a bowl, Jay. Let's. I can't the, hear the, you. Jeremy, do you go to Daylight more than you go to Chick Fil A for breakfast? Yes. Well, he doesn't. I, I hate it. I don't. I eat Twinkies. My mom's like, all right, here you daylight donuts again for breakfast for the 50th hey, time Jer- of the year. What? You don't like it? I go there enough that they know my order. I eat two Twinkies every morning. I wish two Twinkies every morning. Rolls in a chocolate milk from daylight donuts. Two sauces. Wash it down with the Red Bull. Two Twinkies. Wash it down with the Red Bull. Jeremy, I'm going to change your life forever. Hey, Jerry, I'm going to change you your life forever right now. I want you to do this tomorrow morning. What? Okay? Go into Walmart where the Twinkie section is. Yeah. And get the ones that are glazed. Have you seen these? Yes, I'm not doing that. No. Bro, they are so bad. No, they're not. <laughs> yes, they're awful. Go try I'm one. sorry, but they're awful. I'm Go going regular one. basic Twinkies. Viscopes. <laughs> Visco, bro. Oh, a flask of Red Bull. Save the wow. turtles. 
That's what Jeremy does. Well, I think think we touched on everything for this podcast. Uh, Appreciate everyone for listening. Again, make sure and go check out our site, Surge Sports Network. Subscribe to our YouTube. Be in there Monday night. We'll talk about all things. We'll talk about the spring game. Uh, Again, like Jeremy said, drop in the comments where we should eat in Norman. I think, Jackson, is it right that we'll be vlogging the whole time in Norman? And that, that is the plan. That is the, that, plan. That is the plan. And here's the, the other part of the plan, and this is very important, because another thing we need you to put in the comments is who you think is going to win in a 40-yard dash between Jeremy and Jason. Ooh. <laughs> Jason's going to cook them, dude. On the practice field and do that? Jackson. All I got to say is we were talking earlier about the uh, guy from Texas, 10 4 Okay? I'm not going to say what I could run the 100 in, but <laughs> – Je- but, uh, what he's trying to say is his forty times. His forty times going to be ten two four. Good yeah. job, Jay. Okay, then you're, if I, if I ten two four years will be about twenty. Oh, wait, Dude, Hunter, who do you, you got in the race? Who I got Jeremy. I've seen him. Jackson, who do you got? I, Jason's going to cook him. I think Traber. He's a track coach. He has all the technique. They're scared to pick against his dad. Wait, no, so is, who do you have, Brody? Who do you have, Brody? Him, he's gonna cook you. Yes, yeah, you're right. scared to pick against your dad. I'm not scared to pick against him, but again, subscribe to our YouTube so you guys can see who actually does win the 40 yard dash in our spring game vlog. Are we gonna do um, it in the practice field? <laughs> Are we? <laughs> yes, we need to do it on the practice field. Hey, hey, we're gonna do it on the sidewalk. Hey, are you gonna try out for OU basketball? Walk on, I might. They might need me. Hey, dude, we need to have on to- a whole entire Sooner Surge 40-yard dash run. They turned their camera off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. I think this goes to wrap up this podcast. Um, yeah, again, check out our site. Uh, if you're on Spotify, leave a review. Subscribe on YouTube. And Boomer. Boomer. Boomer.